This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studio. <laughs> I've just realized that, <laughs> that editing's gonna be a little bit difficult today because uh we're already starting with who is playing what games and having a lot of banter. As always, we welcome to the fabulous podcast of random attractive friends, uh, the co-host, the man with the most, uh, Mr. Finney. What's up, man? Hola, amigo. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, mate. So I don't know if you ever watched NASCAR, right? Mm. But I, I somehow down the rabbit hole of YouTube was watching it the Daytona 500. They have all the celebrities that do, gentlemen, start your engines. And there was a one guy who was off, what was it, the King of Queens guy mm-hmm. that's like mates with Adam Sandler? And he's really he's famous for his one at the Daytona 500 because he goes, "God bless the troops, God bless America, and <laughs> gentlemen, start your engines." So that's how I'm going to start the podcast with, mate. How would you start your Daytona 500? Would you go a big aggressive yelling, "Gentlemen, start your engines," or how would you how would you do it? No, I would do it like. Uh... A Herbert the Pervert thing from Family Guy. So, uh, make sure you're all ready to go and uh, let's, uh, get, okay, uh, go, go. That would have, that's how I would do it. <laughs> I would also do it a little bit differently. I'd be like, gentlemen, start your engines. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Pardon my French. That threw me off. That's the first time you've sworn in our podcast. (laughs) Finally got him. Finally. All right. Well, anyway, buddy, you said there's a few things in your mind. So I'm going to hand the podcast over to you. And, uh, you know, what's what's really bugging you these days, buddy? What's going on? Well, number one. To go down the list here. I have so many things that happened this week. I'm just like fucking floored. Uh, <laughs> we spoke earlier about you heard in Canada now they're requiring all podcasting services to register with the government if they are above a certain revenue stream, which is making everybody nervous because they think that now more regulation is probably going to be coming down. And if we know anything from the Canadian government, whether or not you agreed with the trucking protests when those protests happened, they did shut, you know, find out who you were. They locked down the PayPal accounts of people who were getting donations. They shut off your bank accounts, even if they didn't like what you were doing or saying. And, you know, they use it for different, Oh, it's misinformation. Oh, it's causing a, a ruckus or whatnot. But you can tell that the, this, this fight for, Oh, we have to be, um, we have to police what people are saying to protect them from misinformation is something that is spreading in most countries, mostly Western countries, I should say. But I think now, you know, I, 
I think Canada is sort of the 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 baseline. They seem to be worse off than everybody. And they seem to be sort of the flag or the warning, the canary in the coal mine, if you will, for the rest of everybody else. Um, I mean, they're just significantly worse than even New Zealand was under the Jacinda uh, PM. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, having, you know, podcasts register with the media authority of the Canadian government, and we know how they're doing all their misinformation protection, so... Uh, I'm just actually trying to read about it now. The Canadian regulatory body that oversees radio, television, online streaming services put out a new release last week. Oh, so they're trying to challenge it now. For sure they will. But remember, they did the same thing with YouTube. So there's a lot of YouTubers. Oh, okay. Offers broadcasting yeah. content and earns more than $10 million in annual revenue. We'll need to complete mm. a registration for online, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think first of all, the whole point of popularity of podcasts is the fact that it's like it's you and I or, you know, let's say my mate that's, uh, you know, part of the socialist alternative or whatever, and it's like a range of views that people can listen to um, freely, essentially. So it's 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 one of the last things left of freedom of speech because if you look at let's say Australia, it is it is generally heavily divided between let's say to make it easy like the woke news, right? And mm-hmm. now mainstreams become woke versus the 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 Rupert Murdoch press, and like there's a genuine war between the two. So if you're someone like me that's kind of in the middle, um, and you want to hear both both alternatives. To, to make your own decision up, you, you no longer can. But you can't. So podcasts provide a stream where you can gather information off multiple sources, do your own research and come to a conclusion. And so it sounds to me that because it's so popular now and it is a, it is a freedom of speech, essentially, um, that's why now they're trying to regulate it. Because if you look at Western media, it's heavily regulated, skewing usually towards the left. Now, I know people on the left will argue, oh, no, it's still a fascist, Nazi government running it or whatever. But it's not, it's like very much what they want you to hear is, is what they put on the television. And it comes back to, I don't, I, people would disagree with me. I don't think there's necessarily some like evil Illuminati that's like, um, pushing everything, right? I mean, they're neighbor. But yeah. I just think that it's like the government's in power and they just go, well, it, we're going to give the press releases on our new building roads and infrastructure and plans if you toe the line. And then if you don't toe the line, then we're not going to give the information. And because the the press release and being first out is so important, that's how they keep them in line. So it is actually a form of blackmail. So yeah. I think with what Canada's trying to do, because they are they are pushing the limits too much for one side of governance, that it's just a form of of um, censorship, really. Yeah. Now you can argue, oh, starting off with ten million dollars and blah 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 blah, but the same thing happens in Victoria. You know, like 
the same thing happens with like Airbnb taxes and land taxes and then everything else. And the same thing happens in Australia federally with our with our uh, our government laws for wages and labour, I, I, industrial relation laws. You know, so I would suggest to people that they have to be just clued into it. And really, like, watch them because it doesn't come instantaneously. It's going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. And that's democracy is dying in front of us, but we don't really quite realise it because it's slowly happening. Anyway, mate, that's my thoughts. What's the, what's the next thing? Yeah, just, just to follow up, actually, on that. You know that most countries don't have, like, the whole idea of freedom of speech is really a US idea in the in the modern day. I don't want to say that's where it came from, but... You know, like in Australia, Canada and UK, it's not explicitly protected, right? Like it's even in the law that they're allowed to determine or put controls or some censorships on what the government deems reasonable speech. There's only a very few amount of countries that actually have freedom of speech in the sense of like the US has it where other than, you know, displaying your like a giant picture of a penis, which even now you can pretty much get away with or yell fire and you can't use freedom of speech to incite violence. Violence is is which pretty is much it. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the main restriction. Otherwise, you could say whatever you want. Of course, they're trying to get rid of that. Right. The U.S. was trying to follow Canada with their Ministry of Truth or whatever the fuck it was. But in the U.S., it's so ingrained that we're allowed to say whatever we want, at least for now, that it it just didn't take off and people were losing it. But they're trying very hard to make it that you're where you can go for news and who you would see see as reliable is sort of being you know torn down. Um, we have a we have a huge issue in Australia that our government our government news agency, which is paid for by people like me, which look I never ever consider myself conservative, but for case of argument, let's put me in the conservative thing, right? So I'm paying all this tax, right? We're giving them billions of dollars. Yep. And they're completely pushing a hard left agenda. So it's like, well, you're not representing the the country, really. Yep. Like, you're just representing one side of the politics. This is the same as the US. A lot of the, a lot of the media companies were getting uh, funding from the uh, funding from the government to help. Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly. It was under Obama, I think, they started doing it. And they were putting money into um, news agencies. And then once you do that, you sort of, it's no different than like the pharmaceutical companies who are the biggest advertisers in the U.S. Like who is going to go, if you're a main, you know, uh, mainstream media, who's going to start talking shit? Most people won't start talking shit on the pharmaceutical companies because that's where they get most of their money from. Same as politicians. They're all going to, you know, chill for whoever's giving them the money. And the government decided, hey, let's try to do this. So they started giving. I, I agree. The government has the government has no business at all, at all involved in 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 the media, like zero for news. They can have their own, you know, government news agency, but they should never get involved in the other agencies. But okay, then you have issues like as is the government news agency that's listened to like the radio is listened to by three million people every day. But it's got a clear agenda to it, yeah. regardless of who's in. Like yeah. you could have like a you could have like a conservative government in, and the 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 paying a billion two billion dollars a year to this government service, like the BBC, it's the same as the BBC, right? 
and it's just pushing all this agenda. Yeah. Well, because so, they know where the money's coming from, right? Like they know that the people who want to give them the money are the are the lefties. Um, but why the this is why I think it's all fucking show, dude. Like, how come like why like when the when the when the Republicans have Cong had Congress and Senate, why didn't they just say, yeah, okay, fake news, blah, 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 blah. We're not funding you anymore. Done. All the funding that we had, all the government subsidies, all that is gone. You go out of business, that's your own problem. Nobody wants to listen to you. That's not our fault. It's honestly the only government television I like is C uh, C was it C CPAC or whatever it is, where you just watch them in the in the chamber uh, debating or discussing things. Oh, and yeah. sometimes you see some like that's fine. But I agree. Once you start pushing pushing an agenda or taking sides in an argument, that that then then there should be absolutely no federal funding zero uh and that should apply to other things okay the next thing did you watch this mccarthy ousting i've watched a bit of it i i haven't gone into that much of a detail so give the listeners a bit of a, a rundown on it all right anyway um obviously whenever there's a political party in congress who is the majority they get the position well, you get the vote for who the speaker is so almost always the majority party is the one who gets the speaker so the speaker of the house is part of the in this case Simon part Alves, of yeah. the republicans yeah so yeah. the guy's name was kevin mccarthy he was from california he really wanted the job apparently he made a bunch of promises to to uh to a, a small group of people and apparently some democrats and um essentially he broke some promises so Eight Republicans pretty much called a vote to get rid of him, and they ended up winning the vote to actually kick him out. So he lost his speakership, oh, wow. and now they have to get a new one in. But the thing that was, you know, cool was there's a there's a congressman. His name's Matt Matt Gates, and I'm sort of like I was always on the fence with him, and I'm not saying I'm a you know full supporter either now. But the the what he did during the back and forth while they were voting to kick him out, the things he was saying was damn based, man. Like, I am sure he is going to be a huge, like, if he loses re-election, I'll be fucking floored. Like, he will be there for a long time after that because he stuck it to everybody in there except the, maybe the other seven people who were with him. He was like, you're all freaking sellouts. You all hoard yourselves to the pack money and lobbyists. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Then they booed him. That was the best part. He's like, because people were coming after him because he was using this vote as a fundraiser. He was like, look, I got rid of him. You know, look what I'm doing for you guys. Give me money. And everyone was like, oh, he's just doing this to get money for his campaign. And he was like, yeah, you know what? He's like, screw you guys. Not that he said it like that way. He's like, I'm not going to take uh, like, you know, moral. You guys have no moral superiority over me, considering you get all of your money from lobbyists and super PACs. He's like, damn right. I'm going to freaking uh, uh, fundraise from everyday Americans who agree with what I'm doing. And then I think even in one of the interviews, he gave his website name in the middle of the interview to go donate. <laughs> but he was so right, right? He had a he had a room full of two hundred. It was like two hundred something Republicans that he was yelling at because he wasn't really yelling at the Democrats because he was on the Democrat side of the chamber actually because the Republicans wouldn't even give him a podium to speak at. So he had to go to the Democrat side to get a podium, and they gave him one. And he. And the fact that he was like, you guys all take, you know, corporate money and lobbyist money. They all booed him. They booed him for that. And it's like, do you guys realize how, 
you know, you're in such a bubble in DC, clearly, that nobody, nobody in a million years would think that that's a good idea to boo the guy who says it's bad that you're taking lobbyist money. Yeah, just stay quiet, man. Yeah, don't just don't <laughs> say anything, but don't yeah, boo. Just be quiet. Right? Keep taking it. Oh, dude, it was it was absolutely hysterical. And actually, everything he said, I 100% agree with. I don't disagree with a single thing he said. One of the things he wants to do is single uh, single spending bills, right? Because all, what they do every year, and I've sort of never really thought about it. Actually, I've never really thought about it. But this sort of, now I start thinking about more. Is every year they release this giant budget with all of this shit pumped into there. Mate, when you read into it, bro, oh, it's so bad. Like- like your last year budget and you had like a couple of million dollars for like bamboo for pandas and like treadmill for fucking penguins and yeah, like yeah. it was just the most spaced out shit you're like what the fuck and not like, only like is it millions uh, of dollars of debt and you're yeah. just spending it on all these fucking random acid trips and it's all it's all overpriced it's all overpriced I think uh, I sent you that video the Jesse Waters went through some of the stuff in the bill. Five hundred thousand dollars to remodel a library bathroom. A million dollars to build a basketball court outdoors. But it sounds like my local council. My it's local like, council. My local council's got a billion dollars in assets, and they got so much money that they just pay like. The most ludicrously overpriced shit, and everyone knows that they're just they're just skimming off the top. So it was like some basketball court was like half a million dollars, and people are like, "What the what the hell's going on?" Yeah. But no one knows how to challenge the local councils. So you know, no one could be bothered. Like no one could be bothered turning up to the you know the meetings. So they're just like, "What a bunch of bricks and keep moving." There was one which was a roundabout where they put some shrubs and they planted four trees and they put some rail and that cost $1.2 million. Yeah, it's a joke, dude. You know what's going to happen with all, with all this lack of oversight? I was, I was watching some Jordan Peterson or whatnot, one of his older lectures, and he was going on about the justice system and, and the reason we even have it to begin with. And the idea was that or one of the main pillars of the justice system, other than you know punishing the guilty, is actually to take the responsibility away from the person who was wronged to get vengeance, right? It's supposed to be a coping mechanism for the person who was, you know, if you killed one of my family members, then I'd say, I'm going to go kill one of your family members because you killed one of mine, and then it just never ends. But the idea was that the justice system would sort of cut it off and be like, no, we've alleviated your responsibility to perform that revenge. Yeah, because otherwise it becomes an- a vigilante anarchism. Exactly. And dude, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, all of the shit that's happening now, like, there's no law at all. It's like the the blatant corruption, the just the lack of care, um, criminals, the what actual actual criminals getting away with shit. Um, it's very interesting though on the on the getting away with it. So, was our our uh, our grand dictator or uh, a hero to many here uh, decided to resign? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the state leader, yeah, uh, heroic chairman Dan Andrews, 
And a lot of people were talking about, you know, legacy and everything like that. And look, some things he did a good job on, like with uh, like railway and infrastructure yeah. and that sort of stuff, right? But, hey, we have $162 billion of debt and they estimate in 2026 it's going to be over $200 billion. And just building on what you said, because I think it's a very interesting point, he realised that no one cares about government debt like they used to. Like if you yeah. talk to our parents' generation, right, they're all the government's debt, they need to pay it off because it's going to impact our schools and our housing and our roads and our defence and whatever. Yeah. But if you talk to even some of my friends from uni or younger people, they're like, oh, it's never going to get paid back. Don't worry about it. What's debt? It doesn't matter. And so he tapped into the fact that no one was really challenging him on debt bar a small group of people. So he just spent whatever he wanted. And he kept spending and spending and spending and more and more and more and more and more. And he realised that the, the genuine constituency was like, whatever, like as long as we've got our trans toilets, you know, and gender equality gender equality is the forefront, yeah. and we've got windmills and environmental policies, then fuck the debt, you know? We don't care. Yeah, who, who cares about it? We don't need to pay it back. Dude, most people... And that's, that's what's happening. Most people are in the debt America, themselves. Because right? the younger people, they're just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, I think they think it... Well, I don't really know what they think because I don't know how anybody can sit and look at, like, say, the U.S. debt and think that's okay. Like it, it, it doesn't. It wouldn't take much from. I, I don't think it would take much for there to be a concerted effort to really hurt the U.S. economy. The only reason it hasn't happened is because we're so ingrained in so many other economies. But of course, now there's a lot of countries trying to get out of that system, and they don't. Yeah, all different kinds of things. So, bricks being one. So, I just don't. I think it's it's just because there's a generation of children who never grew up because they never had any hardship. Their parents were mostly pussies. They spoiled them. They didn't teach them right. They assumed the schools would do a job and the schools suck. Then they go to college. They get indoctrinated. College is a joke, yeah, honestly. I mean, co- college is bullshit for 90% of majors. You don't need to go, but you go. Then you're in debt. If you look at it, if you look at it, I don't know about America. Well, America, you had the GFC, which wiped a lot of people out. But if you look at Australia, we we had a recession during COVID, but it was like a technical one, right? Yeah. We haven't had a, what you would call like a really bad recession with like high unemployment and people living on the dole on and really struggling and businesses defaulting everywhere since about 1991. So that's 32 years. So you've got a whole generation of people that have grown up basically in good times. Yeah. They, they just don't know any toughness. Their toughness, of, of course, was being in lockdowns, right? So mentally they've gone through a lot. But economically they haven't. The country's just been backed by this ridiculous mining boom. I mean, the federal government's completely useless, but the commodities is making so much money that they're making surpluses. Yeah. Anyway, buddy, what was the what was the other thing on your list? Uh, the Mar-a-Lago evaluation for the Donald Trump lawsuit. Did you see this? Oh, yeah. 
But then I I heard that apparently that a lot of the stuff in that law case, it's um the statute of limitations of a road. Yeah, but I think this still this still would apply. And now I heard the judge is trying to seize the assets of Trump because the investigation is under him saying he misrepresented his actual value. But it, it the whole thing is just bullshit, right? Because it's at the end of the day. He told the bank that it's worth this much and apparently had a disclaimer in there saying, but do your own evaluation for how much you think it's worth. Don't go off what I'm saying, but I'm telling you it's worth this much. <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what their plan is here. Like what well, are they trying from to what I from what I heard though, right? Everyone made money out of it. Like I'm no sure, one actually I'm lost. Sure, I'm sure they dude. I'm, I'm so not it's like if so so the real issue would be if the bank lost or if if the I don't know if the taxpayer was defrauded off it because they were paying more money or whatever. Yeah. But if I live in a house and it's worth a million bucks, and I say it's worth three mil, and then the bank comes along and goes, yeah, whatever, three mil, and then I end up selling it for four, you know, and it's an inflated value, but we all make three, four million dollars well, extra. He, he was the taking the buys it for four million, flips it for another five. He was taking slot. Well, that's not what happened. He was taking loans against it. He was taking loans against the value of his house, but he was he was either saying he misled. But that's on the bank, the though. That's not yeah, on it him, is on the bank. Of course, exactly. It's going to inflate it. That's exactly. on the bank. The, the bank does an appraisal of it, and the bank should come in and say, well, no, exactly. that's bullshit. It's worth half that. So the, so the judge said that he didn't even let there be a discussion on it, apparently. He just said, or he or she, I don't remember who it is. Whoever this judge, and uh, I mean, they're going to get fucked, dude, because this is just so blatantly corrupt. And this is why I'm talking about the whole justice system. I say, you're pushing it. They're pushing it so much. Like they're, they're really pushing it, it too far it. where eventually people are just going to say, I don't trust it anymore. And if you don't start, if you don't trust the justice system, then what? Then who starts taking the matters into their hand? Then you start getting that bodega justice that we had in New York in like the fucking 80s. Where everybody was like packing heat under the table, ready to just start fucking, uh, fucking blasting. Anybody come in to rob, they just shoot you. And it's... um. I don't know, man. Like it's the the the. I, I don't care so much about the uh, the appraisal. Obviously, is wrong. I'm not. I'm not complaining about the appraisal from a real estate point. I'm complaining about it in the sense of how disgustingly corrupt the justice system is, especially in New York. Because of course they are doing this in New York. Yeah, other states won't do this. Maybe California, but these are the only two places they can pull this kind of fucking move. And the fact that somehow they can even get them to go to court in New York is a joke. It's the, 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 well, the a lot of his assets are in New York, but then even if he can't trade in his assets, he's got all his kids will have it in theirs. So even know. if they go, well, you're you're wrong, and you you've got to pay a billion dollar fine, or rah rah rah. I mean, he's just going to move his assets to his kids, dude. He's not. I don't think I have to pay anything. Not only that, the fucking woman, the fucking woman who's running this charade, literally was elected to the position because she told people she would go after Trump. Yeah. So how's how's that an impartial and fair trial? Yeah, it's just the you can look you can you can hate Trump with everything that you have, right? Yeah, and I know people that want to put him at the back and you know rah rah rah, but it's like no, the justice system is there because it's equal to all, and you're you're innocent until proven guilty. 
Yeah. And there has to be a neutral justice system because everything goes in peaks and peaks and waves, right? Like, or peaks and troughs, etc. How you would say. Today it's left, it's woke, right? Then in 10 years, there's going to be some major event and it'll become more right or fascist or whatever you want to call it. And then that will go into globalists and then globalists will disintegrate or whatever. So the justice system continues. But if you use it against your opponents now and you militarise it, then when you're no longer in power, which will definitely happen, right? Yeah. Then it's going to be used against you. Unless they're going for a Star Wars Order 66 move. Make a new empire. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So those were the three things that it was just sort of reading this stuff and just watching it all well, play I... out. And it's like, uh... oh, then the COVID stuff I'm still following because they still try to push these fucking boosters. Biden, who had like six fucking boosters, got COVID again a couple weeks ago. The, the, it's... <laughs> It's just such a joke. In New York, they're pushing the shots again. And now the governor came out and said, oh, this shot is different. It's not a booster. It's a new one. And you have to get it because it's the updated version, which is for the new variant. But then even the updated version was already outdated because the variant that it was developed for was already gone. And where do you stop the variants? My sister's got a friend in Malaysia and her husband got COVID. And it was like knocked for six because apparently the Malaysian variant's really bad, you know. So it's like, dude, it's but it's that's the, the nature it's, of it's viruses; the flu. they mutate. It's the fucking flu. It's the flu. It was the flu. It was the flu. That I I'm I'm behind that one hundred percent. Some years you get a really bad flu. Some years there's nothing. It's no different than these stupid fucking flu shots they push out all the time that don't work half the time. Every year you got to go get a new one. You don't have to do it, but they always try to get you to do it. Sometimes they. I was laughing because I, I I actually got the flu shot. <laughs> I went over to the doctor. He gave me one. He gave me one. He goes, oh, but there's an option for one for thirty bucks more. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm like, what is it? He goes, oh, just protects you better and by this time i've been injected with so much shit i was like oh fuck it bro <laughs> like as well put, put some extra into me mate i'm already sipped up at the fucking hill <laughs> i've never i've never gotten a flu shot in my entire life and i never will it's an absolute fucking scam they do not work they they the efficacy rate of flu shots are fucking abysmal and they know it they fucking know it, but they push it to everybody out there. And all these little fucking doctors and these fucking scam rat pharmacists sit there pushing shots into many people's they get because they get money for it. They get fucking money for it. They don't care. And if you go try to say, oh, I had a bad reaction, not my fucking problem. I didn't do anything wrong. They, they Instantly right away. Oh, we didn't tell you to do it. Oh, you had the information. Oh, it was your own choice. Oh, you know, we're not liable for this kind of stuff. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Fuck those motherfuckers, dude. Seriously, fuck them. If anybody ever wants to offer you anything and then they say, oh, yeah, but we're not liable if anything bad happens. The fuck, dude? Like, if I was to say, hey, oh, uh, you're like, oh, Tony, I need a microwave. I said, okay, I got, I'll give you a free microwave, Jimmy, but I'm not liable if anything bad happens. What the fuck would you think? <laughs> You'd be like, what the, there's some frayed wiring in here. It's going to set my house on fire at 2 a.m. and I'm going to die. Like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm still following all this fucking COVID nonsense. And the fact that people are still, like, buying in. I don't, I think there's not many people buying into it. 
online. I think most of it is bots. But I still see that there's the delusional people who think they did the right thing. And it's like, no, you've been scanned. You've been fucking scanned. Now it came out that the trial data that Pfizer gave to the FDA wasn't even the trial data they actually used to test the fucking vaccine. They gave them completely different shit just to get the approval. You're kidding me. No, dude. Dude, the whole thing. You're Oh, you're telling me Pfizer, the company that's been fined the most money in fucking history, is going to follow the rules? Dude, they're fined all the time. They pay millions of dollars of fines for breaking the law, breaking fucking testing protocol. Dude, the, to them, it's just the, it's nothing. But then you have the whole fucking FDA board. All of them end up working for Pfizer after they retire. They all get jobs in management or consulting for the fucking pharmaceutical companies. They're not going to do anything. Dude, if you're on the board of direct, if you're if you're on the FDA and then Pfizer comes up and says, look, just to prove this, don't worry about it. We did all our tests. It's all OK. You'll be like, oh, a big company telling me it's all OK. And when I retire, they're going to give me a fucking job and I'm going to earn like triple what I'm earning now. Approved. And they just push it through. The, 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 but I, how is how is it? Look, dude, nobody can talk so about hard. it. How is it alleged? Surely someone, you, surely someone of like who? moral virtues to come up and say no. there is like I mean, and I'll put and I'll put myself in the same bracket, right? I mean, I've become more skeptical in the last couple of years, I must admit. But when COVID first came out, right, and with the vaccines, part of me was like, oh, I'm not too sure. But then I had trust in my I had trust in my doctors and I had trust in the people advising me, right? I'm an educated dude, right? So, and there was, there was millions, if not billions of people that were like me that were like, hang on, Tick, like these people are actually looking after the society and doing the best. And I think that's what the biggest, two bad things came out of COVID, particularly two bad things. One, just distrust of government, right? Yeah. Because you were like, what the fuck? It was complete overreach. Yeah. And two, which actually upsets me a little bit, if I'm being honest, just a mistrust of science and scientists. Because it used to be like these noble people trying to help humanity. And now you're like, no, nah, half of these cunts are just on the fucking take, you know? Like it's yeah. all about money for your funding as opposed to because <clears throat> I used to think that they were righteous and virtuous. And it's not necessarily the case. And and that's I think that's kind of what hurts me more. Because, like, I understand if you want to be ruthless and dodgy and whatever, yeah, go into government, join a union, go into being a corporate world and be the biggest arsehole you want and, you know, you sell your soul to the devil but you can make some money for it. But there has to be some things like doctors, nurses, scientists, ambulance drivers. Like, you've got to be noble in what you do because that's literally people's that's literally people's lives. And we don't know. I mean, my sister's a neurosurgeon. I've got fuck all knowledge about when it comes to medicine. I'm relying on her yeah. and others to be honest to tell them to do it. But remember, man. So if they're that corrupt, then it's fucked. It is. It, look, I I'm, I used to always think like the medical profession was pretty cool. But uh, now I told you, barring surgery, I think they're all fucking pill pushers. They're just legal drug dealers now. That's it. They like they, like all they do is just push medicine, and they never try to get. You get some doctors. Again, this I'm not blanket stating this at all. I have a lot of doctors who are sort of like they would much rather you get better on your own or do other things rather than give you any kind of medicine or try to find the underlying condition. Most of the medicine, though, that the hospitals and shit push don't make you better. Like they just alleviate the symptoms. Like they don't. 
it's 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 look people have been talking about this before i was even fucking born man that it's a business it's just a business they don't want you to get better they don't want you to be healthy they want you to be sickly and reliant on them because they make so much fucking money pushing pills to you this is this is what i was sort of talking about one second so uh public received oh public received a different vaccine formulation than one they tested New information has emerged that the COVID vaccine Pfizer distributed was not produced using the same process as the vaccine that was tested prior to gaining approval for distribution. Bro, the whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. There's just... Uh, anyway, let's end this on a good Thumbs note. Up, buddy. Have a good weekend. Go get some waffles. Hmm? Maybe we'll some we'll maple take, syrup. We'll take it up next weekend, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> See you, dude. See you, buddy. Enjoy your waffles, man. Bye!